Welcome to the Counselor Podcast Power 50 series, where we speak to some of the most influential executives in the promo products market. The in-depth conversations are sure to be revealing and informative. This week on the Power 50 Podcast, we welcome in Ross Silverstein, the president and CEO of I Promote You, a top 40 distributor firm. Ross, how are you today? I'm doing great, Andy. Thank you. Now, how's everything in the New England area? Well, we're doing great. The uh, the season is change. The seasons are changing. The the leaves are turning colors, and the Patriots are three and zero. So uh, all is good here. All is good in the world. Well, sometime soon they'll play my Jets and um, continue their winning streak. I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Ross. Let's just uh, let's jump right into it. Um, uh, we're t- we're talking here about outlooks for the promotional products industry. So, what is your view uh, and outlook for the industry over the next year or few years? Well, I'll answer it uh, two ways. First, um, I have no idea what will actually happen. And to a certain degree in how I run my business, I don't care. I think there's a significant amount of business out there, and we just focus on the things we feel we need to do uh, for our company, for our affiliates, and, uh, and we'll be fine without regard to the, um, you know, the, the bigger picture. To specifically answer the question, though, um, I would say that uh, next year uh, will be similar to this year from an institutional or structural standpoint. I don't see any major changes in the industry. I would envision a further increase in industry-wide sales. Uh, in three to five years, uh, I would envision seeing a furthering of some uh, institutional structural changes that we've been seeing recently. Uh, fewer suppliers as a result of um, uh, mergers. Uh, fewer independent distributors uh, due to more of them uh, joining larger uh, organizations. And I also would see a louder and more insistent voice among the industry's constituencies, whether they be suppliers, distributors, salespeople, and a corresponding reduced role among trade show organizers trade associations, publishing companies, and industry service providers. And that will be, you know, an ongoing process, and I think that some of it, some of these changes may be more noticeable in uh, three to five years, but the, um, the changes will continue. Now, you talked a little bit there about some consolidation on both sides, both the supplier and distributor sides. Uh, what do you think is leading to that, uh, that type of consolidation? Well, on the supplier side, and I'm not an expert, but um, you know, from my vantage point, it is a very tough business to be a supplier in this industry. Um, there's the the labor costs, and then the capital costs um, for equipment. There's the uh, warehousing costs. It seems as though suppliers have to have every item in stock for every possible eventuality. So the costs are considerable. And then there's more regulation regarding safety, for example. And the costs associated with being a supplier are just uh, pretty daunting. And so some of them may conclude that they just can't continue um, to survive in this environment. And uh, some of the larger suppliers uh, may feel that they have um, 
excess resources, and rather than introducing a new line, they can more effectively just acquire another company similar to what HIT promotional products did in acquiring admins in Zagabor. Right. Yeah, there's definitely uh, seemed to be uh, both this year and I would say last year as well, uh, a, a good chunk of those bigger companies coming together specifically, um, as you mentioned, on the supplier side, but also on the distributor side with even some, some top 40s uh, merging their operations. Um, is that something you see more of moving forward? Um, the, you know, when, when top 40 sort of merge their operations, I don't know if, you know, you know, merge might be what ends up happening, but I think the reality is one large company is buying another sure. semi-large company, right. and the, the company that was acquired frequently is facing some challenges, typically financial challenges, but maybe also um, successor challenges as far as who's going to be running the company on a go forward basis. So I do see some of that, but usually it's, in my, in my opinion, it would be a, a larger, more, uh, larger financially stronger distributor acquiring a smaller, not as sound financially um, company. But there's also instances of just smaller distributors um, selling their business to other distributors, whether they be large or small, simply because they're ready to move on uh, in their lives and they don't have a, a built-in successor in their family to take over the business. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, talking about the uh, the future a little bit, uh, we've noticed in our data the the increase of the use of e-commerce. Um, our state of the industry report estimates that about 16% of overall distributor revenues were generated via e-commerce last year. How do you see that number changing in the coming years? Well, I would see the number increasing. Uh, I don't believe the uh, the trend will reverse itself. More and more people are are not only comfortable purchasing online, but the technology is making it easier for those that sell promotional products to to better display or show their products online and making it easier for buyers to purchase. Mm -hmm. Having said that, though, um, I'd say it's important to understand what is meant by e-commerce, and I'm not sure how it was defined in in your survey, question is whether it's an online search followed by an order with online payment and basically no uh, human involvement, or is it simply an online search followed by an email or phone call uh, with an individual to complete the order? Uh, regardless, however, uh, I think there's so much business available, and from a big picture standpoint, uh, I think the top producing successful distributors will maintain their customer relationships and they'll develop new ones and they'll be fine regardless. Mm -hmm. uh, the internet, I believe, is a more serious uh, competitor to the weaker distributors who do not offer meaningful value. Right. Yeah, I, I think we're I think we're seeing some of that already. Our uh, just to to close the loop on that, our survey was uh, did try to identify uh, as you said transactions that were completely 
closed online. So not just the search and then the close offline, but um, you know the close the the purchase of the products done online. So um, uh, you know I would expect that number probably to increase as well. But it is interesting that you. Uh, you, you know, you say that those those sellers that um, do the offline business and do it well uh, will continue to provide that value and continue to expand their relationships with customers. Is that something you see happening? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and it's not just in this industry. I think it's in all sorts of industries. If you're uh, purchasing something and uh, you already have a a trusting relationship with someone who's a problem solver for you, a pleasure to work with, who gives you what you need, um, to you know ignore that and go to your computer screen, I think is not particularly likely. Right. Uh, but if you don't have those relationships, you're not dealing with someone that you feel is really providing meaningful value, then someone might say, hey, let me see what my options are online. Sure, absolutely. Well, certainly technology and e-commerce is a challenge that, that companies in this market face, but what do you think are some of the other biggest challenges that, that companies in this industry face today? Well, I can speak better to the distributor community. Yep. And uh, my belief is that distributors don't have enough time to perform all the tasks that they perform, and they don't have the financial resources to fund their growing businesses or their larger orders. Too many distributors try to do everything themselves. Not only do they not have the time or resources to do this, but they also don't have the expertise. Without question, my opinion, the most important task for distributors is to engage in revenue-generating activities sell to existing customers and prospect for new customers. That's what they're good at doing, that's what they enjoy doing, and that's what will generate revenue and income for them. The other tasks, the tedious, time-consuming, non-revenue-generating activities, really must be outsourced. Distributors, in my opinion, must associate themselves with larger organizations like an I Promote You to help them survive, to grow, to succeed, and to thrive, not to mention to improve their quality of life. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, uh, you talked about uh, a little bit ago uh, about how consolidation might be impacting this industry in the next couple of years. Um, uh, how do you think the industry might change or be different, say, 10 years from now? Uh, how, do you, how do you think the, uh, the industry will look different then than it does today? Well, I think it's a furthering of um, what I think we may see three to five years from now. Again, fewer suppliers, fewer independent distributors, uh, greater voice, influence, direction uh, from the distributor and supplier communities. I feel now there's a a structure in the industry uh, that is... Um, created by entities other than distributors and suppliers. And I think as some of these distributors and suppliers become larger, uh, more um, financially strong, they may choose to make decisions on their own that influence the structure rather than, and change the structure rather than just follow a structure that's, that's uh, set for them. So not only will they have a greater voice and influence and direction, um, I think there'll be less of a controlling role 
from trade show organizers, trade associations, publishing companies, and industry service providers. I also see a more disruptive environment. I think traditional ways of doing business may change. Mm-hmm. And and I I think that that's okay. I think that's natural. I'm a, I mean, you know me and, and others who who know me know that I'm a fierce believer in free markets and the free flow of information. And and there's, I think we'd be hard-pressed to identify any industry that has not changed in a meaningful, if not significant, way over a 10- or 20-year period. And to think that the promotional products industry is the only industry that won't change is, uh, is, um, is not realistic. And um, so I, I do think there'll be change. And it's, it comes from a lot of reasons, from technology, from consolidation, uh, who knows what, but uh, change is okay, it's healthy, and it forces those participants in the industry to either step up their game to uh, change with the uh, changing industry or to drop out, mm-hmm. and that's all okay. Sure. When you talk about a, a disruptive environment and, and the way uh, companies go to market shifting, uh, is that um, h- how do you characterize that? Is that something that uh, is uh, like the traditional boundaries that you're talking about being broken down, suppliers becoming distributors, distributors becoming suppliers? Is that, is that what you're referring to there? Well, I think that that's potentially part of it. Uh, we've, you know, we've seen some of it recently. <clears throat> with some companies and their acquisitions. But I think that the bigger point is that companies will decide to do what they feel is in their best interest, not necessarily doing what is expected of them within the, the, the structure of confines of the industry as it exists today. Companies will decide, you know what, I know that's the way things have always been done, and that's what may be expected of me, but I don't think that's in the best interest of my company. And I'm going to do this instead, and granted there may be repercussions, there will be repercussions, consequences that uh, in some respects may not be desirable, but the company that made that decision is factoring that in its thought process and feels that in the end it's a net victory for them to make changes. So whether it's suppliers selling direct to certain types of um, markets, whether it's uh, distributors choosing to uh, bypass the traditional channels, whether it's um, suppliers buying distributors or distributors buying suppliers, I don't really know. And um, again, I don't. I don't really care. I think, you know, we, we talk about the industry, but the industry is just a collection of the companies that operate within the industry. Sure. And the collection of these companies, you know, needs to decide what it wants to do. And based on what it chooses to do, what each of the different companies chooses to do, the industry will change. Right. And, and, and that's okay. Everyone who's, who's, who owns a company, who has you know, blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of money in their company, ought to be able to decide what they feel is in the best interest of their company. And the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
you know, I've often mentioned that the simple book, Who Moved My Cheese, right. is just a terrific business book. People need to anticipate change and move with the change and anticipate more change. To put your head in the sand, to pretend that everything's always going to be the same, is denying the, the reality of business uh, in the world. Right, for sure. All right, well, I've asked you a whole bunch of serious questions. How about we, we end here with some quick hit fun ones? What do you say? Whatever you want. <laughs> wow, whatever I want. Okay, I'll just ask you these questions, and we'll deal with whatever I want later on. All right, so who's the business leader that you respect the most? <clears throat> I do uh, a lot of reading and um, all different uh, types of books, but I also read a lot of um, uh, business biographies. And the one at the top of the list is Roberto Goizetta. Mm -hmm. uh, Roberto Goizetta was the former chairman of the Coca-Cola Company. And his story is really amazing. He was a, a chemical engineer with no marketing background. He emigrated from Cuba under the Castro regime with no money. And he became one of the greatest CEOs uh, in the history of American business. Mm -hmm. And uh, the book that I encourage those interested to read is called I'd Like the World to Buy a Coke, yep. uh, The Life and Leadership of Roberto Goizetta. Very good. Okay, where did you go on your most recent vacation? Uh, Nantucket Island off the coast of Massachusetts. And how was it? It's great. We, I go with my family every year. We don't take a car. We take a ferry across with our bicycles. Nice. The kids can bring with them whatever they can fit in the backpack. <laughs> Excuse me. And every morning we, we, we bike to the beach, spend the day there. We bike back. We um, shower, change, walk to town for dinner and ice cream and uh, do it all over again the next day, and it's wonderful. Nice. Sounds like a, uh, like a step back to a simpler time. Yes. All right, so what one tech item can you simply not do without? <laughs> well, um, let's just say that the one I enjoy uh, the most, would be most disappointed not having, is uh, Bose noise reduction uh, headphones for long airplane flights. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay. You got to just cut everybody out, huh? Just, uh, or focus on what I'm focusing on. I guess that's one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Lastly, the question I like to end uh, all of our interviews with, what is your favorite promotional product? Uh, well, I think the one that I, that I think is pretty cool and, uh, and fun are the uh, portable Bluetooth speakers for a smartphone. Mm -hmm. they're, they're small now, and they're powerful, and wherever you go, you can have a party. There you go. Wherever you go, you can have a party. That's, that's the quote that we can take from this. That, that sounds good. <laughs> and, and I'm all about having good parties. So. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, uh, Ross, thanks very much for your time today, and thanks for being our guest this week on the Power 50 Podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Andy. All right. Bye-bye. This has been the latest installment of the Counselor Podcast Power 50 series. To listen to more podcasts, go to asicentral.com slash podcast.